still not sure how to start a podcast, really. I I have <laughs> I have a way to start this one. In memory of this week's activities. Oh dear. The wheels on a car go off and off, off and off, off and off. The wheels on Josh's car go off and off all day long. It's good that we can uh, joke <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah, life-threatening circumstances and your friends are there to take the piss. That's what friends are for. Uh, hello and welcome to Wargamers Anonymous. My name is Josh and I am joined as always by... The one and only Mr. Elston from Elstonation. Uh, welcome Hello. to Wargames Anonymous, the one-stop podcast shop for all your wargaming needs. And uh, we've got some cool stuff we're going to talk about today. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can join us over on my Discord server. There will be a link for that in the show notes. Um, or you can contact us both on our respective YouTube channels. Mine is obviously The Pickle Jar and Elston's is Elstonation. So now that we've got all that out of the way, Elston, how are you? How has your last couple of weeks been? My my last couple of weeks have been they've been good they've been good they've been uh, interesting the world seems to have gone nuts so I've I've opted out of that um, <laughs> I've just opted out because no uh, so I have been continuing on with building my everything and uh, this week uh, has been the specialist games. So we've been looking at Blood Bowl, Adeptus Titanicus. I've been going through all the random companies like Atlantis Miniatures and stuff and building all the models for those. So there's been a lot of resin going on as well. And uh, I'm going to be fo- moving on to Necromunda after this. After that point, planning on going on to either tackling 40k or fantasy because they're two massive ones in their own rights but it's been good um and then i released a video last sunday which i can't remember the date for it but it was a video on my xenomorph tyranid army i had some wonderful comments from everyone and it's, it's a crappy video me. oh thank you it's a bit long um so apologies to everyone that had to grind through it but um yeah i i, I hated editing that video <laughs> uh, I could be honest. I hated, hated doing that one, but the comments I've got have kind of re-inspired me to crack on. So, I've got a couple of ideas of short videos to come out before I do my "I've built everything" video, and yeah, that's about me. How about yourself, good sir? What have you been up to? Um, well, I also put a video out. Uh, I put that out on uh, Thursday. So if you listen to this, then it's already out. It's a, a dry brushing video. I took the, the Hulk model from Model Crisis Protocol and uh, painted it up completely using the dry brush, apart from the eyes and teeth, obviously. Painted it up using the dry brush. Had a really, really fun time painting it. It was very refreshing. I think it looks fantastic. And yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a lot of fun doing that. It was more of an experiment. I've seen a few other people doing the sort of dry brush only challenge. So I wanted to give it a go myself. So that's what I did. Uh, other than that, uh, I had a, a weird experience earlier on this week, on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> a, a wheel fell off my car while I was driving down the motorway. Um, so I've had I've had most of this week off work. Um, everything's fine. I'm fine. The car's fixed and it's fine. No one else was hurt. But it was a bit of a weird experience. Um, yeah. We, the <laughs> the message is when you said, anyone else had a life-threatening Incidents happened this morning, and I was <laughs> just saw the picture. I was like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a fun experience, um, and I have felt a bit weird uh, in the in the days following, <laughs> understandably. 
but mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, everything, everyone's fine. I'm I'm fine physically. Everyone else is fine. Like, no one else was like hit by the car or anything. Um, the garage has, has fixed the car. Everything's sorted. So all is good. Nothing to worry mm. about. Uh, mm. In terms of hobby and stuff, uh, I've got a little bit of painting done. I got my flayed ones finished. I did see them. They're very nice. Yeah, I, uh, lots of blood. Yeah, well, the flayed ones aren't. They? they need to be covered in blood. Um, mm. So I started building them on a stream. I finished building them like in the next day or two after that, and then I just got them painted one evening because I wanted to do them. And they, they were. Do you know what? They were a hell of a lot of fun to work on. So I'm looking forward to getting the other fifteen uh, that I've got <laughs> built and painted. You know what? I am so jealous of you get like jumping on that like Imperium, getting all those flayed ones for dirt cheap because I'm kicking myself. I'm like, I've got five flayed ones, and I'm sitting there going, I, don't, I can't, I can't, I can't pay full price for Necrons like flayed ones. I can't do that after uh, everyone's got them. Well, have you it, have you looked on eBay? I mean, I, I, know, have, we, I, I know we don't like to support scalpers, but. Yeah, they're they're all in the sort of twenty quid markers. If they were, they're probably like a couple of quid off what you would pay thing. Um, I don't know. Nah. Yeah, it's just one of those. Well, that's it. I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, I wanted to have a squad of twenty flayed ones, but there was yep. no way that I was going to pay a hundred and forty pounds for the four it, boxes that I needed. It, it, um, it does kind of lead into the subject we're going to talk about today, but it, yeah, it was very much a case of oh, I missed out on that one. Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah, but that's the thing. That's the case where you have missed out. Yes, rather than exactly. And I guess we should probably. Well, what we'll do, we'll move on to the main topic then. I guess because this is a nice segue into it. Mm. So the main topic for this week that we're going to be discussing is the fear of missing out or FOMO uh, or FOMO. Mm. Uh, just in Fair case you no. can't understand my accent, uh, but the fear of missing out. So like limited limited edition things, limited release things, um, like pre-order bonuses, all that sort of stuff. And where where you sit on it, how do you deal with it? Like when to cave, when to hold back, all that sort of stuff. We're going to get into it because if there's anyone that's qualified to talk about the fear of missing out, it's probably <laughs> someone that spent the last year. Not buying any miniatures. So, Elston, I'm going to let you start off this topic and uh, take it away. Let's 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 yeah. talk about missing out and limited edition stuff. Wonderful. Oh, FOMO, FOMO, my dear friend. I left you for an entire twelve months, and I came back, and you came back with a vengeance. And oh, dear lord, this is really tricky. Um, when. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know, last year, uh, 2021, I didn't buy any new minis. I only traded or printed new minis. So that was my little get-arounds for that. But I couldn't buy anything particularly. So I basically denied FOMO. I, I flat out said, no, this year you're not getting me. I, I am going to be strong and I'm not going to give in to you. And I did it. And it was... It was weird it changed my mindset completely and it in a weird way it makes you feel very relieved there is no stress anymore because Mm -hmm. you go oh i can't i can't buy this it's annoying but it's not stressful because you just go nah if it is something desperately that you want then you kind of like talk to some people like guys like, does anyone want anything so that you can get this for me and X, Y, Z? But 
since coming back and buying things this year, it has crept back in with a bit of a vengeance. And I'm finding it more and more tricky to uh, not, well, find out when I should and shouldn't cave in. And this is the tricky thing because um, I think I've got it under control, you know, with the limited releases of like, this is only limited for this time. I've kind of given up on that. That's not really a thing anymore, especially with GW and plastic kits, because more than likely that plastic kit will come back around at some point. Yeah. Um, the trickiest part, and I think this this is what gets most people, is buying something because it saves you money. And I mentioned this in a previous video when I talked about not buying minis for a year. Is when you want to, when something is such a good deal, because it, it, it saves you so much money if you were to buy it, that it seems it's a no-brainer as far yeah. as logic goes if yeah if it's something that you if it's something that you're going to want to paint or you you know you're going to want want at some point down the line but if you buy it now you save yourself like 30 percent, 50 percent off or more or whatever mm. then yeah and, yeah and exactly that and i think you 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 touched on it just then is something you might want to do down the line mm-hmm. that's that i think is the real hook because i think there are a lot of things, there's a lot of different things going on, and there's a lot of cool ideas that we can all come up with, because we're all geeky nerds, and we're all a little bit artistic, and we're like, right, okay, down the line, it might be good if I did this, or it'd be cool, like, down the line, I'm going to do a vampire army, it'd be cool just to do vampires, or necrons, I'm going to do a cool necron army, but you were like, right, well, I'll, I'll maybe do that, and it's all those little ideas that you just keep locked in the back of your head. Mm-hmm those are what take over when FOMO kicks in. Because if the opportunity is there to start that project or enhance that project or get further with that project for less money, that is that is the real problem with FOMO, I think. That is mm-hmm. where I think the biggest issue comes in. All those potential ideas. All Now, sometimes those ideas come up on the spot effectively as soon as you see the deal you're like you save 60 pounds if you buy this box uh, you like well i was never going to use those and then your brain does some cool mental acrobatics and it goes but if you did get them you could do this cool idea mm-hmm. and then uh, then the wheels on the bus keep going and going and going and then you convince yourself into it's a brilliant idea and I think that that's the trickiest part is stopping the ideas coming out, and that's a that's a that's a hard thing to do. I don't think for creative people, I think that's nigh on impossible. It's basically what you've got to do though is organize it into a fashion of going logically. Are you actually gonna do that? And most of us don't have that invoice to do that kind of thing. No. No, but I think that that's the trouble. Um, if you've got the disposable income to be able to pull it off, then, like, like this isn't a good thing or a bad thing. It, it, a lot of FOMO comes with a negative connotation um, because it kind of makes you feel like you should have done it. But it's not necessarily always a bad thing. 
Yeah, I think speaking of the like negative connotations as well, I think that goes for like the opposite way. Like a lot of people seem look down almost on people that do sort of give in to FOMO mm. and and go for the like. Oh, you just you know, she you just buy it up because it was really cheap and none yeah, of us yeah, can yeah. get it now. Whereas, like, I mean, I I buy things that are unlimited. Like, like this. Literally, this last weekend, I went to my uh, local store because it was a store anniversary. They have the limited edition. Like, you could you can only buy them if it's your store anniversary models, and they usually right. do like new sure. ones every year. And they're usually like there's like a, usually like a Space Marine or a Necron or a you know they, they they have different things. This year, I think it was a an assassin for 40k or an inquisitor or something i can't remember yeah I, didn't buy that that, one. I really like that inquisitor model actually. see i looked at them and they were like they're an inquisitor or there was a killer boss for the age of sigmar orcs yeah, and because i've got a hell of a lot of those mm-hmm. and i'm planning on doing an army i thought oh, that's a really nice model i want that so i went and got it and that was one of those things where I, I left my house, went to store specifically on that day to get there for when the store opened so that I could get one. Because if I didn't, that's it. I can't I can't get that model unless I go to a different store when it's an anniversary. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Yeah, those, those models are cool. And yeah, I, I don't blame you for doing that. I probably would have done that. Um did you have at any point look at the Inquisitor and think that could be quite cool to start an Inquisitor faction and have an Inquisitor? <laughs> I think, if I'm honest, if I had the funds, funds have been a bit tight this month with like MOTs and, and a couple of other bits and pieces. But if I if I'd got the funds, I probably would have bought both, mm-hmm. um, just because it, it is a nice model. But I I had to pick one really and be yeah. sensible, so I picked I went for the orc. Um, speaking of my orcs. That's another instance of FOMO, like, really getting me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in on the Indominus, in, not Indominus, Dominion, Dominion yeah, yep. uh, box uh, for Age of Sigmar when that came out with the Orcs. Uh, I went halves with one of my mods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got two boxes of the, two sets of the Orcs from that box set, mm-hmm. uh, as, as well as, like, the rule book and all the cards and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I've since acquired another set from that box um, <laughs> from one of my other mods because uh, he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've now got three sets <laughs> of Dominion Orcs. Uh, ask me how many of them I've painted. Oh, this is a question. How many have you painted? Uh, well, technically, I've painted two. Okay. Um, how, ma- how many? Are, how many minis are in the three sets that you've accumulated? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's like ten gut rippers. Tw- there's like twenty hob hobgrot things, so, and then there's like the characters and stuff. So, so there's like over a hundred minis between the three sets. Okay, and you've painted because there's because there's like thirty, and then there's the killer boss. There's a killer boss on Nash Tooth. Yeah. There's the Belcher banner. There's the pot grot stab grot. There's yeah. the uh, share mini guy. There's the bolt skewers. So yeah, I reckon there's, there's, there must be like 120 models-ish. Are, are you going to paint them all? I am going to, yes. I have I have got an army planned out now. Okay. Uh, my main issue with these is that I got all hyped up when the box was announced and released. Mm-hmm. And I was well into doing it. I got them. I built some. I painted one. 
and I tried a different painting style that right. wasn't my normal painting style. It wasn't nice and bright and stuff. It was very dull and desaturated. Right. Just because I fancied trying something different. Mm. And then once I'd finished painting it, I looked at it and went, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> and that sort of put me off. And then I've not really... I've gone back to them a couple of times to try different colour schemes um i tried a blue one tried painting them like doing a blue color scheme which i wasn't really happy with either um but i have now got a color scheme in mind that i am going to do um and i just need to i just need to crack on with it so my main issue with stuff like this like is one i i, I didn't want to miss out because i knew i wanted to do them and mm-hmm. buying them via the, the big box set is a lot cheaper than buying them mm-hmm. um individually uh, but two, like getting actually getting round to doing stuff with them. I mean, you know what it's like with like doing videos and stuff, videos and streaming. It's yeah, it's kind of hard to get on with a big project like that. So yeah, very much so. It's yeah. I'll I'll leave the YouTube talk, but yeah, basically, if you're doing YouTube as in this kind of semi-professional state, it takes just as long to create the video as it does to paint anything by any means. So anyone that's yeah, yeah, like. Uh, that Tyranny video, I, that took me two weeks to edit. And I didn't do much else while I was editing it, because, oh god, did I do everything backwards. Anyway, so <laughs> F- FOMO hit pretty hard then with Dominion. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, out of it, cause, because if you get the Dominion box, you would have got two factions. And I think this is another thing where Games Workshop or other companies that do two-player start sets are quite clever, because they, they release... You get two factions in a box, and you only really want one, and the other one sits in a pile of shame. Mm-hmm. And then the little thought that comes back into your brain goes, "You know what? They'd be pretty cool to do if you, if you like, you know, if you just got that they're right there. You could you could do if you just added a few more things, that would be a really sweet army." And then you're back to it again. FOMO's kicking in. From mm-hmm. something which you've completely disregarded. So again, all these little ideas coming back in to try and capture your wallet and take it to the shop and give over every, all the contents so that you have nothing left when you come home apart from plastic. Uh, and I mean, it's with the uh, firma the, the the place that I've noticed it. Like, I mean, everyone you know, everyone loves to hate on Games Workshop. We don't hate Games Workshop here. Oh, like, no, no, no. I mean, don't get us wrong. If, when they do stuff that's a bit weird or like yeah. questionable, we'll call them out on it. But we don't hate Games Workshop because, no. I mean, quite frankly, we we just enjoy the hobby and enjoy painting and stuff. Yeah. I know everyone loves to sort of wail on, on Games Workshop for like the like limited releases and, and all that sort of stuff hmm. uh, for the firmer thing. But the, the place where I've seen firmer that's worst and where I am like most tempted to sort of give into it mm. it's on like kickstarter mm. oh yeah kickstarter Kickstarter it is a dangerous place because yeah. you can go on there and like stuff will be whatever price and then you know that when that comes out like properly if it comes out properly because there have been <laughs> some things that i've seen recently where they've been on Kickstarter, the Kickstarter's fulfilled, and then they've not done the release. Like, the most recent one that I can think of is the uh, Cool Mini or Not, the Marvel uh, Unlimited, I think it was called. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the little, like, chibi uh, ones. Uh, 
Now, yeah, I saw I that when it was on Kickstarter. I wanted to back it. I didn't. I thought, no, I'll pick it up at some point when it comes out. And then the core box, it's not coming out. <laughs> no, no. And a lot of You the, can't get it. The kick, a lot of the Kickstarters now, they, they, they say like straight up, like this is not coming out on general release. This is, this is a one and done deal. And yep. that is FOMO incarnate. It's just like, oh, no, if yep. I don't, if I don't do it within these 10 or 30 days or however long this thing's going to run for, I'm never going to get this. And you know, this no, is it. And this is the horrible thing about it. You know, you know, you know, you know, if that is the case, if you do change your mind or your funds change at a later date, you're going to have to pay nearly double that price from a scalper. And yep. it is, it's like a knife to the belly. You're like, I didn't yep, want to do is, this. It is, it is not fun. No. Um, I mean, so, well, I said recently, last year at some point, I had looked to see how much, um, you know, the, the Duchess model uh, for, that Miniac did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the vampire lady. I had a look, because I was, I was tempted to, to pick it up and, mm. and have a good pick. It's a nice model. Yep. I had a look how much it was, and I went, oh, no, I can't. Like, not right now. Maybe at some point I will, but it's a bit a bit too pricey. Right. And then Miniac's kick, new Kickstarter came out this week. Yeah. For some of the other models, and I looked how much they were, and they're substantially cheaper. Oh. Uh, long story short, I've backed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, long story short, I've backed it for one of the models. I'm not bothered about the the digital course and stuff because it's it's more money than I want to spend. Sure. Uh, I'm sure that they're fantastic. Yeah. But I just want to get a model and paint it, and they're really nice models. So, I might I might up my. Uh, sort of pledge a little bit and get some of the STL files that have unlocked. Um, yeah. And you, the thing is, you've also got the backer kit, which comes out afterwards. Which yeah, exactly, is yeah, yeah. The, the other thing with FOMO, because that's where Kickstarter shines, he goes, yeah, okay, you can have it. You can, oh, okay, maybe you don't have the funds. You can get in on it. But later on down the line, then you can pay more money for it. And it's like the second chance of FOMO. Yep. <laughs> It's like, here you go, here's something really Double nice. Firmer. Yeah, it's like, here's something really nice. Oh, oh, okay, I'll, get, I'll just give you a little bit. But later, maybe you can buy more. And they're like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's later. Like, I can it's buy. like, are you sure? Yeah. Is that all you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. It's like, I, I feel sorry for salesmen. I really feel sorry for salesmen with this kind of world that we live in now because we don't need them. Like, no. The, the platforms do it for us, and the facilities just go, all right, well, you couldn't afford it. I'll tell you what, here's a deal, though. I'll give you another chance to do it. You're like, oh, oh you're so, thank you so much. Okay, that's fine. I, I realize I've been given a second <laughs> chance. I'll, I'll definitely put more money into it now, and then you, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the things, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, I fall for it all the time. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've gotten better with uh, resisting in regards to like FOMO and stuff is, um, you know, when so like back in the day, I was I was a bit of a sucker for it. I think it was fifth edition when it came out, right? Um, and it came out, and they had like a satchel bag because they had like you could pre-order like the rule book, but then you could pre-order the rule book and get like a satchel bag and like an uh, an ammo tin that got dice yeah, in it yeah, and yeah. all this cool stuff. Yeah, and I I I was, I was like. Oh, 
I, I mean, I went all in on that. I went. All, I mean, <laughs> that was back in the day when I was playing a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was well, I wasn't painting more, but I was playing a lot more, and I was a bit more invested in the game itself. Yeah. Um, not that I'm not now, but I mean, realistically, I don't play anywhere near as much as I used to do. Um, and I'm, I'm more on the painting side now. But stuff like that now, when it comes out, and it's like, oh, you can get these, you know, special edition dice and counters and all this sort of stuff. Like, if it's, like, an extra cost, if it's, like, just free stuff because you bought it day one, then fair enough, like, little pin badge and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So that's great. But if it's, like, right, pay an extra £20 and you can get this stuff, I'm quite good. I mean, unless it is, like, really, really cool. But, like, if it's just generic, like, oh, here's some, like, dice or... Yeah. You know, some counters that are just like plastic discs with numbers on. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm just sort of like, nah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I I really did like that. I'm assuming you're talking in reference to the dice tins. It's the little uh, Lasgun dice tin that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah, yeah. yeah that was really cool. I, I, yeah, I got a couple well, of The those. satchel was really cool because it had got like two different like things you could clip onto it. So you could either have Imperium or Chaos on the... Cool. Uh, like the, the, the buckle thing on the on the satchel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had that up until like a couple of years ago and then I sold it on eBay because I didn't use it anymore. Mm. Uh, but it was it was quite handy to like carry the rule book and, and codex and stuff around. But like nowadays it wouldn't be any good because now you need like 30,000 books because, you know... Your rules are spread across mm. rule books and like three different codexes and a white dwarf and some printed out PDFs and. <laughs> so now here's here's an interesting thing you you touched on it is uh, another one that's really bad for FOMO is eBay, like. Yeah, eBay eBay is bad. Yeah, like, eBay is bad because it, I, I try not to go on eBay too often. Yeah, because it's really taunting when they're like. This is starting at a pound, and you're like, oh, "If I get this for a pound, because yep. no one else sees it at any point in time, therefore I will get it for a pound, and that will be amazing." It never works that way, and it, like, no, it so, never works that way because then someone else will bid one pound fifty, yeah. and then you go, oh, "Maybe well, well, two pounds not too bad." Yeah, okay. and before you know it, you've spent like twenty quid. <laughs> exactly, and you're not far yeah. off the normal retail price. That's it. And it I, I generally, if I on the on the occasions where I do sort of venture onto eBay to look for something, if I find it, I will set a sort of upper upper limit. Yeah, I will set like an upper limit in my head as to how much I'm going to spend on this piece, like the maximum that I will go to. Mm, and then once yep. I hit that, I just I'm quite good at sort of tapping out, and I'm just like, that's fine. Yeah, because like, do you do you try and snipe? I do occasionally, but I'm not one of these that will be sat like if it's one of those where I'll check and if I happen to be on my At phone, sort of like within the like the last five minutes, then I'll I'll sort of go oh, I'll sit and wait. I might as well because it's a few minutes. But I'll sure. sit on yeah, everything yeah, I've been on just to make sure or whatever. It's it's the people that can get it within the ten second mark. I'm like, how do you do this? Because you have to have a confirm button and everything, yep. and I just don't know how they no, do it. It's uh, but, it's, yeah. it's a skill in in and of itself. Um, yeah, eBay snipers. Yeah. Mm. Gits. Um, <laughs> yes. Bastards! Uh, <laughs> you can't tell I'm bitter about so many snipes <laughs> away from me. We've all been yeah. there, man. We've all been there. So, so your experiences then. So you say last year when you were uh, stopping yourself from buying any miniatures at all for an entire year. Mm. So you said mm. that you ended up feeling a lot better for it because that that choice was taken away from you. It wasn't a case of missing out because th- it just mm. wasn't an option at all. It just was, yeah. I can't get this stuff. That's it. The end. End of like, 
exactly that. And it's... Uh, a lot of the times it's really bad because your friends try and coerce you back into it. And... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, like Dominion, when that came mm-hmm. out, not even on the radar. I looked at it and went, nah. And th- it, that was my decision process. It it, lo- it lasted all of about three seconds, yeah. and it was it was kind of incredible. Um, I, the dragons that hurt me a little bit. I was just like, dragons and fantasy, and I can't buy anything. I I saw it, but the thing is with the dragons the though, flips. they weren't a limited thing. So it's like Ex- so that's just exactly sort of like, well, I, I can get that. I can get it next year because it, it'll it, be there. Like the it, Dominion it, at the time, I bought like I I bought into it because I was like, if this is the same as uh, Indomitus, like it's going to be yeah. gone. Like, so, yeah. and then j- jokes and on it, me, it ended it, up not being. It's still around now, but <laughs> it it just didn't sell as well as Indomitus did. I think it, you can even find some places where it's still got Indomitus. Um, Some have, yeah, because a lot of people did the made-to-order thing and then cancelled them, so stores have just got boxes of them now. Yeah, exactly. I I, I would imagine they're in shorter supplies because they are still a good deal. Mm-hmm. It's still a really good box set. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those where it's like... It's the same for me. Again, speaking of Fermo, like, I'm subscribed to Imperium magazine. Mm. I, I mean, you know how many Necrons I've got. Both, both mm. built and painted and sort of waiting to be built and painted. Um, yep. And I'm subscribed to Imperium magazine. Now, A, you can always have more troops and stuff because they're good for conversions. They're good if you want to increase your army and try different play styles. So all the stuff that I've already got, I can always do with more of it. Like, that's not an issue. But also, it's the same thing. It works out a hell of a lot cheaper and because I collect Marines and Necrons, it's it's like a, a no-brainer for me. Um, and then the extra thing here is what you were talking about earlier, where you'll get like an extra faction and then you go, oh, well, maybe I'll do that. That's started to happen to me now because I've started getting all the Skatari issues, all the uh, Admech. Right, there you go. And I, I've never done Admech before, and now I'm sat here going... I can do ad mate. Yeah, I could do. Like, I can. I can add these to my space marines. I, I could do a robot army. Like, yeah, because I've not done a robot army before. <laughs> and Necrons are he not says, robots with, at all. With with my Necrons and with my Star Wars Legion <laughs> droids, uh, separatist droids. <laughs> and you still you still got some more, which are in my house at the moment. So I know I, I need to. Well, we need when when you come up north again. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely sort that. We'll out. sort that. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, I will come up north before you come down south. But we'll. <laughs> yeah. We'll sort that out. I need to. I still. I still want to do the Murfield like supermarket sweep thing at some point. Check it out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we absolutely need to do that. Yeah, I had another theory on the supermarket sweep thing with Murfield. I might go and talk to Mark and be like, right, okay, what in here doesn't sell? And it's going to be like normal Space Marines and Stormcast, I would guess. Stormcast, yeah. He... Don't buy all the Stormcast, though, because I need to buy some. No, no. I should be like, right, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take like three quarters of those, take them away, paint them, and then I'll bring them back. And then just be like, that be the thing. It'd be like a charity donation from me. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll give him the money for it just to be, but it's like, if I bring these back painted, you give me the exactly same money back and then work out like that. I don't know if that's going to work. It might be a cool idea for a video. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's a cool idea, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then hopefully it'll give his stock the ability to go. 
maybe I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, that's that's ideas for future because I like people staring into my brain. <laughs> this is this is how Elston operates. It's just a non-stop stream of thoughts, and there's no separation between like fully formed thoughts, fully formed thoughts, or just sort of little scatterings that just sort of go past it, in the night. It, it's like a claymore mine. It's just <laughs> boom, and it just goes. Whatever happens afterwards happens. Whatever happens happens. Yeah. So that was FOMO, fear of missing out. We didn't really talk about how. I guess the way to not give into it is just to not give into it. Yeah, it's, I guess. Yeah, it's it's complete willpower. Um, the little voice that's rational, you have to abide by that. Apart from that, there's, there's no real like right or wrong thing with it though. That's the thing, and that's what I wanted to make sure we sort of got across is that. If you, you know, if if there's a limited edition model and everyone else is like slating it, but you really like it and you want to get it, go and get it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with getting stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, if you are really excited for the new big release and it's like a limited thing and it's a a limited run, go and get it. Like, don't worry about what other people think. Um, and I guess th- it'll come down to each individual person whether. It's something that you actually want and you want to do and you're going to paint and use or whether it's something that is sort of like you're excited about it but realistically you're probably not going to do it and is it a limited thing or is it just a brand new thing? And If it's just a brand new thing and you can pick it up anytime, just get it when you're ready to do it. Like that's it, it, The thing is, the only person that can say whether you should or shouldn't buy something is you or like maybe your wife. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Really, like it's it's down to your own judgment. Like, there's no right or wrong. There's no straight and hard rule. And and no, you know. no. The uh, if if you need justification for it, is uh, have a look at your pile of. I, I you know I'm I'm not calling it a pile of shame or a pile of opportunity anymore. I've started this new trend. It's called my to do list. Let's go go have to do list. Yeah, it's my to do list because it is. That's all it is. It's your to do list. Is I like that. Have a look at your to do list, and see. If it's insurmountable or not, um, and, and to be fair, well, don't say that because I mean I look at mine and there's stuff on mine that's been there for a while and it's not going to get done anytime soon. As I said, if if you need the justification, is mm. yeah, if you need that little encouragement for the rational thought, have a look at it and go, you know what, I ain't getting around to that anytime soon. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, just that's that's all you need to do. If you ever need to like justify why you don't need it just have a look at everything you've got to do and go right yeah nah uh, this like if i were to uh, realistically if i were to purchase this now what are the actual chances of it getting built and painted this year uh, yeah they're usually pretty small <laughs> pretty small mm-hmm. um hence why i'm intending on tackling at least one part of it and getting them all painted this sorry built this year Painted, different story. I want to get. I want to try and get through all of my Necron backlog this year. Is sort of oh. my goal. Um, That's I've not got... too hard. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> you've not. You've yeah. But the thing is, you've not seen my Necron backlog for a while. Yeah, true. Is I it, mean, don't it, get me wrong. It... It's nowhere near as ridiculous as like you but yeah i've still got a fair amount of necron stuff 
True. I did mine in like two, three weeks. Yeah, but that's you. This is what I'm saying. Like, you can't <laughs> judge everybody else on your standards. You can that's pull an Elston fair. pickle. You can no. pull an Elston. No. I, I, I dare you to do that as a video. What, you pull an Elston? Pull an Elston. No. <laughs> the thing is... Don't, like, don't, mine... pull, don't pull Elston. Pull an <laughs> Elston. <laughs> Phrase him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But my goal for this year is to get through, and I want to, at least all the unique units, like all the sort of extra, like, 60 warriors that I've got. I'm not worried yeah. about them. Like, okay. they're sort of, they're extra. Like, they're for conversions, they're for different factions, different tutorials, like, all that sort of stuff. They're, they're, for, they're for that. Or, like, maybe some of them will get put into my army, but I, I've got 50 warriors already built and painted for my main army. Mm. I don't it's, really it's, need many more. Yeah. So it's all the unique stuff and all the other stuff that I want more of. Like, I've got five immortals built and painted, and I've got another 20. <laughs> um, yeah, I should probably get them done. Yeah, uh, I've got another 15 flayed ones. I've got all the different uh, cryptex. I've got, like, I don't even know how many wraiths. I've got some leech guard. I've got some Praetorians. I've got uh, big vehicles. I've got the Silent King. I've got yeah. I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of Nicholas. Alston, Pollen, Alston. Anyway, we've got a little bit off topic. This isn't really uh, Fermo <laughs> anymore. This is more just uh, like, me, uh, me, me, and why I'm ashamed of myself. Um, so that was Fermo. Um, yeah. If you're if you're struggling with something and you wanted to pick some up, just go and get it. Don't worry about what other people are going to say or whether you're going to be ashamed of yourself at a later date. Just go and pick it up. If it's a limited thing, it's a limited edition, and you've got the money, and you can, and you know, you want to get it, just go and grab it. Like, just treat yourself. That's my advice. Um, my, I don't see anything my, wrong with it in particular. And it, all these people that are like, "Well, you're just telling people that it's okay to do stuff like that." It, you not buying something is not going to make a difference. True. As as individuals, it would take like a community wide, like, stopping of buying limited edition stuff for. Although I did see GW um, share prices dropped a fair amount after last year because um, I didn't buy nothing. So. <laughs> uh. Yes, Elston single-handedly uh, taking down <laughs> corporate <laughs> overlords. Um, my advice, my advice would be: um, uh, if you don't have the money, don't do it. Uh, because, and if you think, okay, it would be clever to use a credit card. Um, I'd oh probably... yeah, don't do stuff like that. Yeah, like if you, as as Pickle said, if you've got the funds, if you have the disposable income to be able to do that, cool. If you're skirting the edge, then probably think again because if it's a plastic kit, it'll come back around at some point. Yeah, so that's just, it. it's don't don't, worry just be sensible, guys. Don't don't you know get yourself into any issues and trouble and stuff. Exactly. But. Don't have a heart attack about stressing about it though. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you've got anything that you would like to add or uh, further discussion and stuff, feel free to jump over into uh, the Pickle Jar Discord. A link for that will be in the show notes if you're not already there. Uh, and join in with the discussion channel over there on what do you mm. think about Fermo. So next up on the agenda, we have what we are going to be calling the Snack Attack section. Mm. Um, we thought it'd be a fun 
Uh, well, I thought it'd be fun, and then Elson agreed wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be a fun <laughs> idea to sort of rate and review snacks for mm-hmm. when you're wargaming. Now, just to confirm, this is not sort of, you know, full meals or anything like that. This is sort of, you know, crisps or chips or little like finger foods and snacks and sweets or drinks, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, stuff that you will consume while you're playing Warhammer or uh, D&D or whatever. So we want your suggestions, we want your submissions, and then what we'll what we're going to do each week is we're going to buy some of the stuff, uh, and we're both going to try it, and we're going to we're going to see what we think, and we're going to sort of give it a rating out of I don't know ten or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, something uh, a, a chart that we will create at some point in the time. And yeah, we will have we will have a full list of uh, all our sort of reviewed snacks. Uh, and then the next time you're getting ready for a gaming event, uh, if you fancy trying something new, then you can you can take a look at the at the review chart and see what you think. Mm-hmm. So this week, uh, as it's the first one, uh, we've decided to put forward our own uh, suggestion for the snacks, and we have gone with Harry Bear. Yes. <laughs> so Harry Bear about this. <laughs> Haribo are a, a, a sort of jellied sweets. They come in many different sort of styles and flavors and shapes and sizes. Uh, Elston, uh, what's what? Which one is? Are you going to pick your favorite Haribo uh, flavor or brand? I do. I I have a favorite. I like I like a lot of Haribo. Um, I I'll, I'll go into more about Haribo as a general thing in a minute. But my favorite of all time. Since I was a child to current day where I'm a middle-aged man is the giant strawberry. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. It's like a texture thing, it's like a flavor thing. It's just awesome and I cannot cannot rate it highly enough. Um now, how about you, Pickle? Well, I don't want to upset you, but I'm not actually a massive fan of the Haribo giant strawberries. I like giant strawberries. I'm just not a. Ma- I know. I know. I'm just not a massive fan of the Haribo ones. I feel that they are a little bit sort of. I want to say oily is maybe okay, the right okay, word. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so my favourite would have to be uh, for Haribo. They are the bubblegum cola bottle Haribos. They are amazing. Um, mm. The problem with getting those is that I've only ever seen them in one shop. Um, right. So if I if I went for something that is easy to get, uh, then it would probably be Tangfastics. Okay, yeah. Tangfastics are awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Haribo in general and why they're a good wargaming food because mm-hmm. I think they've got a special place. Now, understand, this is not good sustenance. No. This will this this is a sugar kick to get you going. What we what we're doing with snack attack we're giving you snack ideas. It's not a, a healthy balanced diet plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. It is a snack idea. Now, why they're good as wargaming food is one it doesn't really leave a residue on your hands so much. Mm-hmm. Um, can depend on the temperature if they've gone sweaty then can be uh, can be tricky with the standard jelly, whereas Tangfastics, I believe, are a little bit better for that because they've got a yep. 
a kind of coating on them, but yep. they they generally you do have to make sure you get the uh, you do have to make sure you get the sugar off your fingers though. If there's uh, especially when you're in the bottom of the bag. Yeah, so that's where they they can they can be a little bit hit and miss, but generally they're okay to pick up and they won't cause a massive issue with moving your models or when you touch them. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, keeping you like sustained food wise, not really. They're 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 just a sweet thing to munch on. They, that's they the thing. They're not well, gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna fill you up. When I when I look for when I look for snacks when I'm gaming, I look for flavor. They've got flavor. They taste nice. I look for price. You can get them for like a pound a bag for like a big mm. a bigish bag. That's gonna do you for a game. Yeah. And like you said, um, that you don't you don't have to worry about you know getting stuff all over your hands with them and stuff like that. Yeah, they they do have a massive variety as well. Which yeah. is one thing I, th- I think Haribo have massively got going for them is th- is kind of a sweet for nearly everyone in their range of mm-hmm. sweets. And if you are one of these people that likes a variety anyway, just in one bag, go for the Star Mix, which is the classic. And yeah, you've got like all your old school penny sweets in one bag. Ooh, ooh, so and... actually, t- talk about all the different flavors. So tell you one that I found the other day, and I want to try and find oh. them again. Uh, you know the you know the golden bears that they do. Yeah. Well, imagine those, but instead of them just being sort of plain jelly, they are sour, fizzy bears. Oh. They Ooh. were amazing, and I can't remember where I got them from, but they were absolutely fantastic, and I want to get some more of those. Oh, I, I reckon. Like, here's an interesting thing. Um, which, if people are not aware, I'm gonna let you want a little secret. If you're ever a real sucker for sweets. And you <laughs> I think, see what you did there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you ever think, okay, I'm going to indulge myself a bit here. I'm going to indulge myself on the extreme. And I'm going to stock up on sweets. Go on Amazon. Type in Haribo whatever. You will find them. And you will find them in bulk. Mm-hmm. So, I've done it. <laughs> I, I, I bought a kilo's worth of giant strawberries. Jesus, for like six, seven pounds or something. That's like just that. smart. I think Talk about fear of missing out. Yeah, mm. buy in bulk. <laughs> buy in bulk. <laughs> so, what would you rate as as Harry Bird? This can be whatever flavor you, you're most likely to take. So, for you, it's it's giant strawberries. For me, it's probably Tangfastics or uh, maybe a Star Mix or something. I don't know. It, it depends on my mood. Um, what What are you going to rate them out of? I don't know. Should we rate it out of ten, and we can do decimal points yeah. if you want? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's go with ten. Um, I want to say, I want to say they're kind of in the seven to six ish mark. Um, because they're not great sustenance, but they are tasty, and they there's not too much of an issue too much on like picking up eating and then touching your models as well afterwards uh for older generations or possibly younger depending on how your your body reacts if you eat too many of them you can feel sick afterwards mm-hmm. so but i think that's just generally junk food in general so i'm i'm gonna put them in like a six because they don't really you couldn't replace a meal with them 
so they don't quite have that sustenance factor, but they are really nice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rate them at seven point five. Um, okay. Because I like sweets. I eat sweets, and I think that they are a perfectly acceptable wargaming snack. Um, I'm not looking for sort of sustenance. I'm not looking for something that's going to fill me up like a meal would. I just want something that I can snack on, nibble on, while I'm waiting for my opponent to move his hundreds of models. Um, <laughs> so there you go. That was the sure. first uh, Snack Attack reviews. Um, if you've got suggestions for food that we can try, um, put it in the suggestions box over on uh, Discord or the Snack Attack suggestions, I guess. This is a separate channel. Put it in there, and we'll uh, we'll do as best to get all the stuff. Obviously, try and make sure it's something that we can get. Um, obviously, if you're yeah. in America and you suggest, you know, Uncle Joe's barbecue badass burger, we're not going to be able to get that over here because it's like a local thing. But like, if it's something that we can yeah. buy online, we'll try and get some. I know we've got a few suggestions in there already for stuff that we're going to get. Um, so yeah, we'll just and we'll keep a list going of all the stuff that we've reviewed. And anyone that's caved in and bought three kilograms worth of Haribo in one hit, please let me know so I'm not alone. <laughs> uh, next up on the show, we have got the section that we are calling the story time section. Uh, and what we're going to do each week, uh, or each each show rather, not each week, each show, uh, me and Elston will alternate, uh, alternate and recommend a book uh, for the other and for you guys. So this can be audiobooks, it can be real books, uh, and we'll do it like that, and then hopefully we'll get a nice variety of stuff, and if you guys enjoy stuff or you've got suggestions, chuck them in the Discord down below. I'm going to let Elston do this week's, um, because I know he's very excited. Um, I have actually read the book that Elston's going to be talking about, um, mm-hmm. which uh, is, is a rarity. Yes. But uh, Elston, yeah. what, what book are we talking about this week? The book this week... To rip off Adeptus Ridiculous is Twice Dead King Ruin. It's a Necron book for Warhammer 40k and it is wonderful. It is a surprising book. I don't really... It's always hard to justify a book for a faction which you may have no interest in whatsoever. However, this one puts a really interesting perspective on the Necrons. And it actually... I know some people are against this kind of way of dealing with their Necrons, but it gives a lot of character to them. Mm-hmm. Where I know a lot of people actually don't like that. They like them being like just mindless automatons and like scary. But this is really quite an interesting book. Um, the main guy is called Altix. I've got that right, haven't I? Uh, Oryx. Oryx? I thought it was Altix. I don't know. It's it's old something. <laughs> Pretty certain it's Oryx. Should we Google it quickly? <laughs> the word have been better. Oh, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of Destiny. Ah, uh, okay. Where the guy? Where, where yes. The, twice the the is called. Oh no! Does Oryx? It is Oryx. Is it Oryx? Is it? Altix. <laughs> no, yeah. Lord it's alright, I've clicked on a Destiny link. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to look at Necrons, but I'm looking at Destiny post. Yeah, so, sorry, apologies everybody, that's, uh, I was thinking of Oryx from Destiny. So yes, Elson is correct. Should we start this again? So, uh, <laughs> oh, it's fine, I think we can 
cut that up and throw that in. It's quite yeah, entertaining. Anyway, anyway, it follows Altix, who is a outcast Necron Lord. He basically did something bad, and he got banished to a world where he is still a Lord, but he's a banished Lord, and he has had all of his shiny paint removed, so he's like a charred, blackened, weird kind of Necron thing. The the entire concept is Altix dealing with an invasion, and the invasion multiplies multiple times, and he has to find a way to deal with that. It also goes through a lot of the things to do with the flayed ones. Mm. So if you were ever curious about the flayed ones and the curse of, is it uh, Candragore? I believe. Yeah, curse of Candragore. Yeah, it's, I think the, that's it's the, the flayed curse. The sort of that idea that uh, it's mm. his. It's this. It's a. Uh, it's a Catan shard. It's like the only Catan shard. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the only Catan that was ever completely destroyed and not just split up into shards. Um, exactly. And then, as as Ex- as it was destroyed, it cursed the Necron race with with the Flayer the virus. So with the um, with. All of this book, it goes into more of discovering about the sub-factions of the Necrons. It goes through their hierarchy and how they work. It goes through the, um, oh, what's it called? The furnaces. The biofurnaces. Yeah, biotransference furnaces. And it gives you a bit of a recap of the necrontier going through that and becoming the necrons Mm -hmm. so it's a really nice sort of insight to the history it also goes into the way they operate as a people and as a faction themselves even before they became the necrons and also seeing the degradation of the necrons themselves as they've gone through the years and how some of them have not woken up properly some of them are just not functioning right mm-hmm. and then you've also got stuff like the destroyer cult as well you get a brief glimpse of them and it as i said it brings so much character to to the necrons and what i find really interesting as well is altix has well he's managed to split his brain into five sub factions as well yeah five little sub so he has so he is constantly talking to other parts of himself, and it's quite an interesting. Like they have like quite little interesting arguments with each other, and there'll be moments where he's just sitting there talking to himself, and it's really quite an interesting concept. Uh, I I'm not going to spoil too much else about the book, but it is a it's a fascinating either listen or read, and. Oh, pickle! You've you've read this as well. How how did you find it? So I really enjoyed it. Um, for this for the same reasons that you said, it adds a hell of a lot of character to the Necrons. Which I know you said like some people don't like it, but the it what it does is it doesn't give every single Necron loads of character because we're focusing mm-hmm. on the sort of higher up members like the the lords, overlords, um, royal wardens, like the higher up echelons of the Necrons. The lower down guys, like the Immortals, Warriors and stuff like that, they are very much just autonomous like beings that are just there to fight and they can't function, make decisions for themselves, which is what they are. The Lords and stuff like that have always had more sort of, of their original minds kept behind so that they're able to sort of think and make decisions and stuff like that. And I, f- I find it really interesting how it adds 
another layer of character. I like that it shows you stuff from, uh, it delves into, like you said before, they were the Necrons, like back when they were sort of flesh and, and blood, um, and, and gives you a bit of an insight into that. I like that it shows you how, because one of the things that everyone always says is like, if Necrons are so badass, like why aren't they sort of conquering the, the universe at the moment, or the galaxy at the moment? The reason is, is because they are like so few in number. Like they appear like there's loads of them because of like um, reanimation and stuff like that. But this book shows you that reanimation, it's not always a guarantee. It shows you that no. um, how many of them have sort of like succumbed to like the flare virus, how many have just like not woken up because like worlds being destroyed or protocols have failed, all that sort of stuff. So like all the little things that you sort of see like in codexes or like that you see in game, it all plays out sort of in a narrative form so that it kind of makes sense like even stuff like you know when you <laughs> there's a bit in the book i'm not going to spoil it exactly but there's a bit in the book where you you know you can fluff a shot in a game that's really important and you only get one opportunity <laughs> and you think oh come on this guy should be doing this it's in the book so <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I love how much character it gives to the necrons um, and how much it explores stuff and how they sort of interact and, and how they operate um, so yeah, I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. I personally, I found the the interesting way that the Necrons are quite divided mm. in their in the approach towards things because it's a very um, hi- hierarchical uh, uh, words. Uh, I want to say matriarchal kind of society to a degree or hierarchy, effectively. So the the top ones are the bosses, and the attitude they have. And the disdain for like lower and lesser beings is it's just a it's really interesting to see it happening because they're even when they were in flesh and blood, the warriors were just numberless and they didn't mean a thing. Mm-hmm. And that transferred through into the Necrons as well. And there's a really interesting part, and I won't spoil it, but there's a demonstration where they show you how insignificant warriors are, but uh, how they are supposed to work on and the the concept of the book is Altic's learning how to become a ruler because he basically wasn't very good at it. So he's trying to learn how to become a ruler, but he has some issues with being a Necron, effectively. Like the other way Necrons deal, they look at him as weird and it's very interesting, but then you also see like the way other Necrons react with the cursed and like the flayed ones. Mm. And it's a very like they're very there's very much a big disdain for the cursed to the point where they just they'll go out and brutalize them and like smash them to pieces because they don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's an incredible book. The end is brilliant, and it's it it's just cool seeing all the different things, and they include a lot of little sub bits which make it really interesting and yeah i can't i can't recommend it quite highly enough because it it's one of these books that comes completely out of nowhere and you you generally think well that's a necron book it's really really good mm-hmm. well that was it, it um, took me by surprise because it just sort of came out and i was like oh a necron book cool i'll uh, i'll pick that up because yeah. i like necrons and then i read it and i'm like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah right it is it's kind of verging towards um 
uh, it's in my favourites along with the Night Lords trilogy and Eisenhorn and all of that lot. So it's it's high up there in my rankings of books. I've read I've read the second one already, so I, but I won't go into that. I just it it's a good trilogy. I I believe it's a trilogy. Yeah, it's they've already be. said it's a it's a trilogy. So. Um, it's a good one to get into. Um, I think people are eagerly awaiting the third one. So, yeah, it, and it, it's, it's great. It's not been that long between the release of the first one to the second one either. It's only like two or three months. I think so. Yeah, it was really quite rapid. Mm. Um, I'm really. I, I hope it's the same. I'm hoping it's similar kind of time frame on the on the third. Uh, also, as well, if you get a chance to listen to it on audio, it. The voice actor is great, uh, Richard Reed. And if you if you want to know a bit more about it, or if you want to hear a bit more of an in depth discussion, I would say go over to the Adeptus Ridiculous YouTube channel. Uh, they do a similar kind of thing, a book club on it. They do it for an entire episode, and they also had an episode with Richard Reed talking about him and doing the voices that he did with the book. So they've also if you got. Do want to, they've also got the review up for the second one as well. I've not. I've yeah. not listened to it yet because I've not read it yet. But yeah, don't, don't, don't jump ahead of things. Like read the books before you go into the review side of things. Otherwise, it'll put you off. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a read, or worth a listen, depending on how you do it. I I highly recommend it. Brilliant. So that was Twice Dead King. That was for Ruin, which is the first one. Uh, Rain is the second one, and we'll probably cover that in a few weeks uh, once I've caught up and, and got around to reading it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Josh, and my co-host, as always, is Elston. Elston, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? My name is Elston. You can find me on YouTube on Elstonation. I have a Facebook page called Elstonation Minis. There is a hobby group which will be arriving soon, but I will let you know more about that. Until whenever I create more stuff, I'll hand it back over to Pickle to plug himself. And yes, I'm referring to that as an innuendo. Fantastic. So yeah, my name is Josh. <laughs> you can find me over on the Pickle Jar YouTube channel. You can find me on the Pickle Vision YouTube channel where I live stream every Wednesday and every other Sunday morning. Um, you can come and join us over on Discord where we've got a separate little section for the podcast as well as all the stuff for my YouTube channel. Or you can find me on all my Instagram and TikToks and things like that. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure to leave a like, review the podcast. It helps us sort of get the podcast shown to more people. And uh, if you've got any suggestions that you want to put forward for future uh, news or discussion or foods, chuck them all in the Discord link. And uh, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks very much for listening. I think... I think we're getting better at podcasting. I think we will soon be the champions of podcasting. Bye.